Welcome to Care of Souls, a podcast of 180 Ministries where Dr. Stuart Scott serves as the executive director. 180 Ministries equips local churches with biblical counseling by offering counseling, education, and consulting services. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about how we can serve you. This podcast is being recorded in cooperation with the Masters University, where Dr. Scott also serves as a professor of biblical counseling. Visit their website at masters.edu to learn more about their programs in biblical counseling. Welcome back to the One Another podcast. I'm Mark Smith, and the next One Another we'll learn about today is a challenge for many Christians, which is, quote, outdo one another in showing honor quoted from the second half of Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Welcome, Stuart and Adam. Over to you guys. All right. Well, it's great to be back with you, Mark and Stuart. Love this book. So what a great, incredible uh, encouragement for all Christians of all ages, all maturities, uh, one another Christian. That's what we've been looking at. It. Amen. So, Dr. Scott, today we're looking at uh, this idea of how to outdo one another showing honor. We're taking that from Romans chapter 12. Tell us just a little bit about the context, about what's going on in that chapter. Yes, as um, uh, maybe uh, the listeners have um, remembered, that the first 11 chapters are so heavy and rich in gospel, the doctrines, um, and how practical they are, and how to be right with the Lord— and then it, it shifts in chapter 12 to now how do all of these truths of the gospel of Christ live themselves out That's right. in the community among Christians. That's good. The gospel changes us, <clears throat> yeah. transforms us, and we want to live it out. And so he's moving from doctrine now to kind of to the practical, how do you apply all this? Right. And at the very beginning of chapter 12, it goes vertical, you know, just our lives before God, not to think too highly of ourselves, to be a living sacrifice. And our faith then flows out into our relationships, which mm. it then starts into the church. Uh, how do we live this faith out in a humble way with one another? Mm -hmm. And so there's a series of exhortations in Romans chapter 12 uh, on maintaining unity, harmony, love, and there's just one exhortation after another. And this is where this falls, outdo one another in showing honor. That's just so important to hear. I mean, a lot of times we talk about in biblical counseling, these are just a lot of lists that people and Christians need to have down about how to love each other. That's how this section starts. In my Bible, it actually says the marks of a true Christian. So we mm. need to let your love be genuine. But one way to do that here, as we see in this verse, is that we're to outdo one another in showing honor. What does it mean, Dr. Scott, to, to show honor to a fellow Christian? Yeah, well, the verb here is outdo— it's kind of interesting. It means lead, lead by example. And the other person, uh, honor means give weight to. Uh, so you are respectful, giving weight to whether it's uh, anyone in authority. But this says to every other Christian. Mm. Every other person is sort of weightier in value, in your mind, than you are. Right. And we are in a total different realm culture-wise. Because in our culture, it's all about us. It's all about me. You know, welcome, uh, I love me, you love me. You yeah. know, it, it's so self-focused. And it's moved into the church as well, where you meet people and you just want them to talk about you and, and mm -hmm. your importance. Social media, mm -hmm. it's all about me, look at me. And this 
uh, outdo one another in showing honor means when I meet you, it's about you. Mm. And if each has that mindset, there's harmony. Yeah. And real love. That's good. How can I love you? How I can love you is I need to esteem you. Yep. I need to see that what you have is value and a weight that's maybe more important than what I want to do and say. In fact, I found it interesting that word outdo or honor oftentimes is found in that context of authority. We see mm-hmm. it in Romans 13. We also see it in 1 Peter chapter 2, both times talking about showing honor to whom honor is owed, paying taxes mm-hmm. you know, to the government, and in 1 Peter 2 about uh, honoring the emperor. So in those cases, it's definitely like an authority that you're honoring, but you're saying even in a Christian-to-Christian relationship, yeah. you would treat them in the same way, with almost as if with you're treating them with authority. Yeah, in, in a yeah, very respectful, honoring mm-hmm. way. And it's even in 1 Peter, in chapter 3, live with your wife and treat her with honor, same word. Mm. So that's not authority, but it is high respect. Yeah, it's basically, you're better than I am, or I want to see you as being worthy of great value, and I prize what you have to say, and I want to hear what you have to say because I see the I see the value of who you are. Yeah, and it, when you come up to people and you meet people, it's just good to have some questions on your mind to start asking them about them, mm-hmm. because that's... In my mind, it should be about you. And again, in their mind, it should be about me. It, it, it both are thinking of the other. You're really preferring one another in so many ways. And that's really what all the one another's are about, right? Mm-hmm. Focusing on one another, not yep. focus on self. It's not the one of selfs in yep. scripture, it's the one another's in scripture. <laughs> I'm here to focus on you and ask you questions. It's just as simple as during church, after church, during Christian gatherings, after uh, you have a meal with somebody, it's you talk to them, ask them questions, draw them out, mm-hmm. and try to kind of get into their world some. Yeah. So if both parties are doing that, um, both both parties are being honored, right? So is there a time and place, though, where you can just say, hey, I just need to talk and share where I am? Is that Are we saying that doesn't honor the Lord when you do that? Well, if it's all on, if it's on your mind, I just want to talk about me because I'm not interested in you and I'm not interested in what you have to say, then I am being very self-focused. Yeah. And even if the conversation is a little bit more where one person is sharing more, they need to draw the other person out because I'll hear that. Well, the other person's quiet. Well, then draw them out. Yeah. Rather than, okay, then I'll do all the talking. Gotcha. Well, Dr. Scott, we see this all the time just in biblical counseling. I've counseled a number of people where I'm trying to actually help them see in the midst of a conflict, in the midst of a difficulty, they're kind of uh, giving it to the other person. And what we want them to do is love the other person. And so oftentimes, tell me what you think about this, but oftentimes I've said, hey, your goal is actually to serve the other person and honor them to the point that you want to outdo them. Talk to me a little bit about how that works in biblical counseling and what you think about offering that kind of biblical instruction to a counselee. Yes, and um, at least in a, like a marriage context or even a one anothering, it's listening to the other person. You're asking questions, you're listening, you're listening well. That is a form of outdoing one another in honor, mm-hmm. is listening well, repeating back what they're saying. Do I really understand what you're trying to convey to me? Um, and it helps you calm down and not be angry or defensive uh, if your goal is to love them and for the glory of God. And uh, I was just thinking of um, when I'm counseling, when people come, usually they're focused on themselves or their problem. Mm-hmm. 
and you want to get them eventually where they're thinking of other people and loving others. So I assign them um, for one of the homework assignments will be to meet someone else at church that you don't know. Yeah. Uh, or in your small group that you don't know that well. And then ask them several questions. And then next week, tell me about them. Yeah. You have to kind of push people outside of themselves. Um, we're naturally self, uh, our, our sinful flesh is self-serving and self-seeking. So it's the Spirit of God that helps us to love others. Man, I like that. That's a fantastic homework assignment. It's really a daily responsibility mm -hmm. for us as Christians. So, hey, I have another question about just honoring one another. The place that we hear that in Scripture all the time has got to be children honoring their parents. You know, mm -hmm. Ephesians 6, 1, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then verse 2 says, honor your father and mother. How does that kind of work with the concepts that we're talking about here in Romans 12? <laughs> Well, the, the honor there, at least in Ephesians, as I understand it, it's honor and obey. And honor will stay as long as you're alive and your parents are alive. Mm -hmm. uh, obedience will cease. Uh, you get to a certain age, a legal age, or you get married, and um, the obedience is no longer there for your parents or to your parents, but honor stays there, that, that high esteem, respect for them. Uh, continues. And this is such an important thing that happens when teenagers become a little bit older. They're kind of transitioning, obviously, from childhood to adulthood, even as young teenagers. But when they're 17, 18, 19, they're starting to move out of the house. We come up with uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to shepherd families, moms and dads, mm -hmm. along with their, their older teenagers of like, listen, uh, you kind of like need to transition from an authority figure in your kids' lives to an influence figure. I want to influence you for the kingdom of God which means that your adult child doesn't have to necessarily, if I'm hearing you right, obey the parent in everything, but they do need to honor them in everything. Talk about that just a little bit more so we, we get a clarity on that. Yeah, and it, it's, um, it's a pretty touchy issue, uh, especially from the parents who may want their children to continue listening and obeying what they have to say. Yeah. Even their advice, they may want them to obey their advice. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked about before, as long as the kid is in the home mm -hmm. and they're living under their parents' roof, in a sense, the parent does have that kind of authority right. to say, I need you to obey me in these areas. Right. But a smart parent would start that transition yes. to influence. Yeah. Uh, if there's a dependency, um, whether living at home or financial dependency on parents, um, the parents have that authority over their home or their finances, and the, the adult child would need to honor and obey the wishes of their parent. But if they leave the home or they're financially independent, their legal age, they need to continue honoring and respecting their parents, but they don't have to obey at that point. All right. So I've, I've heard a lot about maybe showing honor to them would be like, hey, mom and dad, I want to listen to your input. I value your counsel. I appreciate uh, all that you've taught me. But at this point in my life, I have to make some decisions on my own. Would you say that's still the child honoring the parent if they do it in that way? Yes. Uh, and I, the tone is pretty key Yeah, uh, that they're not talking down to their parents. A again, it's giving weight to. Honor means give weight to they're they're looking up in their mind at their parents with that kind of respect but th they should say to them I'm I may even be asking other people too for input for advice biblical principles biblical commands that would help me in my decision making and mom and dad I want to hear yours 
and it may not be that I follow it, but I want to be respectful and listen and listen to uh, the wisdom. And that, that might be God's true. Yeah, that may also be true with a pastor or mm-hmm. an elder. Mm-hmm. An elder's not going to want to lord over his flock and tell them, I can dictate every single thing that you do. But wouldn't it honor that pastor, that elder, particularly if he's already involved to some degree, to say, hey, I need to run that by my pastor and at least get his input. And then hopefully a pastor or elder would say, hey, look, I can't tell you what to do, but you need to consider these principles. And at least that pastor has been honored in that situation if they come and seek some counsel from him as well. Uh, absolutely. Especially on the major decisions, yeah. like marriage and job change, leaving the, the state, going somewhere else. On big major decisions, they ought to involve, I think, the, uh, to honor their elders, since the elders are watching over the souls of their people. Yep. So obedience and honor go hand in hand. A child needs to obey while they're in the home, but when they get older or they're starting to leave the home, they don't have to keep obeying, but they need to always honor for the rest of their life. In fact, Jesus uses this passage about obeying and honoring your parents coming from the Old Testament, one of the Ten Commandments, right? The the um, fifth commandment, I believe it is, about honoring your father and mother. And uh, he, he addresses that to adults, and he talks about it in the context of taking their offerings and offering it to Corbin, which is the idea of them putting it in the temple treasury instead of caring for their parents. And Jesus right. is like, you guys aren't aren't getting it right. You need to honor your parents by caring for them for an old age. And so there it shows that honor is for a lifetime. Right. And even for the children it, that it may go well with you. I mean, that's a that's something to think through. Everyone I think wants it to go well with them. Yeah. And that's tied right in there of that that respect. But it it helps me when I look at this one another outdo one another is when I meet you, you should be on my mind, not me. Yeah. And I, I think that is, um, and leading by example. And um, I just want to say, even on a podcast like this, that Adam, God has graced you. You're very much that way. Uh, when I see you interacting with people, uh, you're very much uh, others-oriented, trying to love and, and care for them. And I appreciate that. And I think anyone who knows you and is a listener would agree with that. Well, I don't know about you, but it's fun to learn about others. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, I'm tired of talking to myself, right, about my issues and my problems. And it's fun to say, hey, what's going on in your life? What is God doing? Tell me yeah, a little bit about yeah. what your week has been like. It's a it's a real joy to hear from people from our church. And I really love this idea of outdoing one another in honor. I still think that's such an important mm-hmm. concept. It's almost like this healthy Christian mm-hmm. competition. You know, it's like when you're in an argument, you're like, whichever one stops first and asks right. for forgiveness is the more mature one. It's like when you're in tension with someone, you're like, I'm just going to serve them. I'm going to yeah. honor them. I'm going to let them kind of have their preference their way. And as you do that, somehow you just find joy and yeah. you find the Holy Spirit is filling you with that encouragement that you're doing the right thing. Uh, when I grew up, I had three brothers, and we would always outdo one another in cutting each <laughs> other down. <laughs> and that's just the opposite of what we really should be doing is that building one another up and and sort of, I want to get the last word in about you, yeah. for you, and about you, and build you up. So well, it is an, yeah, it's you, good, good. Yeah, phrase. do you think it's even connected with the end of Romans 12 about heaping coals upon your enemy? E- even in that sense, you're you're wanting to do good to them. You're outdoing them by being the one who's doing the Christ-honoring, godly thing to them. It's almost here in the broader context as well, that concept. Yeah, it, it, well, it kind of goes to the church, you know, one anothering, all these uh, various one another's uh, within the body of Christ starts vertically, goes horizontally, 
And at the end of Romans 12, it's about even your enemy. I mean, even goes out into the world of uh, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. You know, if he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And it is that outdoing coming back with, they come at you with things to cut you down or hurt you. You come back with them, at, to them with love and how can I serve you? So it is, but it even goes out to the world, to the lost. Yeah, it's loving your enemies, praying for them, handing them a cup of cold water, doing it in Jesus' name. We got to learn to outdo each other with love, and that kind of kills the selfishness in you. And the hurt, yeah. you know, right? The, the hurt. The enemy wants to hurt you, and maybe already has. And he said, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So even they're on my mind and their needs, not my hurt or what they've done to me. And the truth is, you just can't do it without the gospel, no. without a new heart, without a changed life, without the Spirit living in you. We're selfish people. But because we've been transformed by the gospel, the grace of Jesus Christ, we now want to love others, serve others, and we want to outdo them with honor. We want to consider them and their needs, their desires, as more important than our own. Amen. So, Stuart, as we talk about outdoing one another in honor, what are some guidelines that we should consider where you could honor like almost too much to a fault that your loyalty is almost so blind that it's not healthy or godly or wise for you to honor an authoritarian leader? Yeah, I, that's a great question because wherever there is a command, uh, there are ditches uh, to stay out of. And I think the honoring, it, it's as unto the Lord. So whatever, whoever we're honoring, it's as unto the Lord, it's for the glory of God. It's why I think when our loyalty starts veering off away from the Lord and pleasing mm -hmm. the Lord in all that we do, and now it's all about a people pleasing, mm -hmm. and that could even get into flattery. Uh, it could get into a man pleasing, man fear rather than fearing God. And in some cultures, uh, it's very much that way. It is a a people-pleasing, maybe culture trend than pleasing Christ. And that's really tough if they start to want to please the Lord and follow him in obedience and their parents. So you're not honoring me. Mm. Uh, that's tough. That is tough. And, and we, we want to honor the Lord no matter what. That's and right. And we want to show value and appreciation of the authority, but we don't necessarily have to follow them every time. Right. And certainly not for the wrong reason, just out of shame or out of fear. We have to follow God first. Yep. And they could still be respectful and say, Mom and Dad, I love you. But uh, what I understand, what God's calling me to or um, to go, move to, or serve in certain ways, or even vocation, I I'm going to obey Him. But it does not decrease my love or my respect for you. So just that they always have to say what they mean and what they don't mean, mm -hmm. I think, in those kind of cultures that are very honor-shame-driven. Mm. And just like you submit to one another under the Lord, uh, in the Lord, you honor one another in the Lord. Mm -hmm. So he comes first, not the authority, but as Christ comes first, you do what you can to show honor to the authority, but you don't obey the authority on every time. Right. And that's why I like the Romans 12, is all of those exhortations, all of the one another's, come after uh, the full devotion to the Lord in the first few verses. It kind of keeps our, our spiritual north compass on pleasing Jesus and, and his glory. Amen. Thanks, Adam and Stuart. A very helpful discussion indeed. So to our listeners, looking at your own heart and life, evaluate yourself 
in the light of God's Word and identify ways you can improve and become more like Christ. Some questions to consider are, are you consciously seeking to prefer others over yourself? For example, when you're in a conversation, do you dominate the conversation? Is the topic often about you? If so, you're not outdoing the other person and showing honor. And think about that last conversation you had with another believer. How could you have thought more and cared more about the other person? And also, think of one believer you can prefer with honor. How can you make the other person weigh heavy or take on more importance in your life this week? How can you value that person? List three specific ways you can do this and be specific, stating both how and when you will do it. Thanks for joining us on the Care of Souls podcast. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by this one another. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us today on Care of Souls. We hope you were challenged and encouraged by the truth from Scripture and are better equipped to serve Christ in His church. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about our resources and services. Until next time, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord bless you as you abide in Him.